Yes. You all look amazing in here. This is going to be a great night. So um, what happens next, right? Um, we're here to learn more about what this bill grant means. And we have some phenomenal uh, people on our panel. And I want each of, each of them to introduce themselves and to tell us um, about their organizations and um, how their organizations are imperative uh, to this bill grant on an individual basis. And we'll start here um, with Mr. James Kinnick, followed by Julius Oliver, and then Mr. Charles Nelson. Thank you, and uh, thank you, Carmel, and thank you to the City Club for having me. Uh, as she said, I'm the Executive Director of Eastgate, which is a Regional Councils of Governments, and we're really uh, focused as the Metropolitan Planning Organization for Mahonings and Trumbull Counties. We do other things that reach us up in Ashtabula when it comes to economic development uh, and, and some of our other operations, but our focus when we talk about metropolitan planning, focus on Mahoning and Trumbull counties. Um, we are the sponsor of the grant. We work with our partners, uh, which is the city of Youngstown, WRTA, Youngstown State University, and Mercy Health. Uh, we've been with them and our partners. We we've been teasing. We've been meeting for the last two and a half years every week. Um, as many of you know, that we took two stabs at this grant uh, when it was called Tiger. Uh, it was renamed it a build grant under the uh, Trump administration. Uh, we rolled up our sleeves after getting knocked down twice, and we're able to push the grant through and over the finish line this year, and we're excited about the changes it's going to bring to the city, the opportunities to revitalize the city, and the opportunities to safely connect the city with the university and with uh, Mercy Health and ultimately the entertainment district. And when you even go up to the west, uh, we have plans to get to Mill Creek Park. So it's an exciting time for us, and it's an exciting time for the region and, and the city. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Julius Oliver. I'm First Ward City Councilman. Um, basically, my role in this as a council person is to protect the residents of the First Ward in the city of Youngstown, um, particularly when it comes to the purse strings of the city and money that is set aside for certain functions and things that go along with the tax dollars that the citizens of Youngstown pay, making sure they go to great use. So with this bill grant, it is partially my job to make sure those monies go where they're supposed to go. And um, I'm very excited about this bill grant and seeing what it does for the city's, citizens of Youngstown. Thank you. Good evening, folks. Good turnout. Um, wow. We're really excited, and I hope, hope you walk out of here with that feeling. Um, my name is Charlie Nelson. I'm, I'm a management consultant for, for Western Reserve Transit Authority. Dean Harris is out of town and not able to be here, so I'm lucky enough to fill in for him. I'm from Akron, so I come over here on, on a regular basis. I've been working over here for many years, as a matter of fact. And um, what I would, we're, we are just very excited about improving public transportation services in Mahoning County. We are really, a, really getting into innovative technology and we are just super excited to be in a position to, to help operate autonomous vehicles as part of this project. Uh, very exciting thing, and I'll tell you, that was, I think, a very important swing factor with the U.S. Department of Transportation. Drive Ohio, which was created by the governor, Governor Kasich, offered to help us. They came up and looked at Youngstown and decided, what a place to do it. So... Here we are. All right. Thank you so much. 
Um, in your respective roles, we appreciate definitely what you do. So how do you see this project um, as a way to serve as an economic catalyst for, the, for future investment in Youngstown as it pertains to uh, where you all come from? I know uh, we have First Councilman. Um, he's looking out for uh, his constituents, and we also have the, the partnership of YSU, Humility of Mary, and other agencies in the area. Um, and then we know that the WRTA is um, definitely looking at roadways and transportation. So from that perspective, uh, what, how is this going to be an economic catalyst for future investment? And we can start at the other end, um, Mr. Charles. Thank you. Um, WRTA's role in, in, in this project and, and going forward, and it has been, is connecting people, connecting businesses, um, and making sure that people are in place so that the, uh, the economic development can occur, so that we can help get people to jobs. That's going to be very, very important. We're the connective tissue on the Fifth Avenue corridor between downtown YSU and Mercy Health. The, the, YSU and, and Mercy are developing some very, very creative programs collaboratively, training students and, and putting them in the field. Another area where it will be very, very important um, is that it will make it much, more, much easier and much more effective for people who need outpatient services at Mercy Health to get to Mercy Health, whether it's uh, uh, whatever it may be. We, we, we are in a position to bring people in from across the county. We've got door-to-door -door service throughout Mahoning County, so it's not just where, where the buses run. Um, and so that will help YSU achieve what it wants to achieve and help Mercy Health achieve what it wants to achieve. Um, from a city council standpoint, uh, we poured a lot of taxpayers' dollars into the development of the Chill Camp plant. So part of what this bill grant can do for our residents is, like Charles said, supply the, uh, the support that's needed for our residents to actually get to their jobs efficiently. So um, I don't know, a lot of people haven't seen it yet, but this is the actual Chill Can that will be produced on the east side of Youngstown. And the technology is you flip it upside down, you twist it, you let it sit for some seconds, and then you have an ice-cold, you know, beverage to drink. So on the east side of Youngstown, this will be produced. The problem is uh, a lot of our working class residents in Youngstown don't actually have transportation. So if you got all these new jobs coming, up to 400 jobs coming on the east side of Youngstown, how do you get to work every day? So what this bill grant will do is make transportation through WRTA and other means actually more efficient to transport those residents to and from their homes to their jobs. So then that would then pour money back into the local economy, making things better on the city. Yeah, and I'll just add, Eastgate is the Economic Development Administration's recipient for their funds uh, that come uh, through that organization. Uh, when we take a look at it, and it really did builds upon the footprint that uh, Charlie laid out about moving people and connecting people and what Julius brought out about moving people to jobs. But we took a broader brush look at it when you talk about smaller legacy cities like Youngstown. 
you know, it's, a, it's about retaining the kids, the young people today to be here. And when you look at those models of uh, vibrant or revitalized cities, they turned around and had the footprint where they have the entertainment, they have the education, they have the hospital. Everything's all in the same urban core. We have a tight urban core when you take a look at Mercy Health in the university in the downtown Youngstown, 1.1 mile. We can move people back and forth. You know, what we're looking at is connecting it again to the jobs at the Chilcam plant, the technology center at the Chilcam plant, the innovation center that the university is talking about. We're going to break ground on here in the very near future. And then if you look over to the amphitheater uh, and then the Cavelli Center, all being tied together by walking paths and bike paths. You know, I mentioned when I uh, first in my opening that we are a project this summer that's going to take from Spring Common Bridge in downtown Youngstown, a bike path up along Mahoning Avenue and tuck away and get to Mill Creek Park at the Rose Garden. So that's talking about connecting everything we have to offer to our young people. It's about retaining those people. And, and what I don't want to shy away from, I think it's important to recognize, is the Innovation Avenue of this. And Charlie referenced that when we talked about Drive Ohio. You know, we, we were going to run this with the transit circulator. And we, we uh, sometimes luck works into this. They were in our area. They're looking for legacy cities to put this technology in. The only other city in the state of Ohio that's running a driverless shuttle right now is in the city of Columbus. And we, we stand to be the next one, which we put, put this, in, uh, this technology to use within a year and a half, two years at the most. Uh, and, and then the feedback we're getting from these companies that build these shuttles, there's five to seven of them in the United States. Three have reached out and contacted us already. So it's talking about bringing that technology and those businesses here. And the attention that this has brought us, we were on the national news with CNN. We've been talked about in Columbus about Youngstown's doing this. You know, Drive Ohio's reached out to YSU talking about getting students talking uh, some type of classes and some type of degree on autonomous uh, technology with the engineering school. So it's the, it's the whole package we're selling here. It's a different Youngstown. It's a, different, it's a Youngstown where we want our young people to turn around when they get out of high school, go to college here, and stay here and work here. And that by supplying all the entities that we just talked about, we think we're putting that foundation in place. And now there was mention that over the 10-year span, there would be a $250 million you know, generated over that time frame. So... Um, as a small business owner, which I know, uh, Mr. Oliver, you are, what do you think small businesses that are on this route need to do to position themselves t- for that after, uh, after it's built? Um, I think what small businesses can do now is start preparing themselves from the in- for the influx of business, whether that means ramping up what they're already doing or if it means retooling what they do. You know what I mean? So with all the new economic development that's going to be coming in. Let's say, for instance, I got a car wash. We could have fleets of people that come in with fleets that need transportation, that need cleaning, and I need to be able to fix my company to be able to meet the needs of all these companies that are coming in. So whether you have a food service business, a clothing business, or whatever may have you, you need to prepare yourself now for what's coming. And I think that's something that businesses, small businesses, should be looking into all over the city, not just in the downtown area, regardless of what you do. I think studying right along with Eastgate and the Bill Grant, you should know exactly what's coming and prepare yourself for what it is. So we talked a lot about the after effects uh, of it, what what it would bring. But the question that I know is on everyone's mind is how are we going to make sure that we are intentional, intentional of being inclusive and diverse and how this work is contracted out? Um, according to, I know there's federal policies out there, there's set-asides. So um, 
what is your goals to be able to achieve and not just achieve those set aside dollars, but to exceed those percentages for the actual contract and construction sure. of this project? Sure. No, this follows the same federal guidelines. When this is federal money, when that federal money gets to dispersed, it's going to eventually work its way. Right now, it's it's sitting at FTA because we're putting shuttles. Uh, we, we may talk about moving the money to FHWA, which is Federal Highway Administration. But ultimately, the money will get channeled through ODOT, which is a partner with us in this project. And ODOT sets the standards with the rules for disadvantaged businesses and minority businesses. And it'll follow the same blueprint that any construction project that gets sold in the state of Ohio, really the United States, with same, those types of regulations, and we'll follow those. When you talk about equity and inclusion, um, Eastgate's certainly out, out front with those types of training classes and really... If you look at that, it's all about awareness. It's about making people aware about the equities and the disadvantages and the inclusion and where we don't have inclusion. So we've actually working with uh, some of the foundations to establish those types of lecture series and those types of classes to educate the area and the people in the area on those issues. If, if I can add to that, um, we at WRTA met with, uh, with Barb Ewing at, at YBI in the fall, and um, historically, we have had trouble in, in the Youngstown area of finding uh, companies, disadvantaged companies, that are able to get through the certification that ODOT requires. So I think there, there's going to have to be, given the opportunities that will be here, um, YBI, I think, will be in a very uh, good place to help companies achieve the certification that they need so that they are able to compete uh, and, and get, a, get a piece of the business. And the certification he's referring to is a disadvantaged uh, business enterprise, which is very intense. Yes. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and more intense than the state. Um, and that is a process that we um, are getting and lining people up yeah. for. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I could add to that, Carmella. Uh-huh. Um, I serve on the Human Relations Commission for the city of Youngstown, and Jonathan Bentley is the executive director. Um, part of what that commission does is make sure when certain construction jobs come into the city that DBEs or MBE edge program companies are actually put into the mix to make sure they get those jobs. Um, and a lot of times you hear that, you know, we can't find certain people or we can't find qualified workers in the city of Youngstown to get these jobs and, you know, to make these things happen. But... The fact of the matter is, it's just a lot of companies that receive tax abatements from the city really just don't hire within the city. Yeah. And um, as also, I serve on the, the Tax Incentive Review Council, and I see these numbers every year, and I go through these numbers, and there's zero hired from Youngstown, zero females hired from Youngstown, zero residents of Youngstown, and all these companies have tax abatements from Youngstown. So my job along with this bill grant, along with everything we do in the city, is to make sure that stops, that changes, because the people that need these jobs the most, that need this economic growth the most, are being overlooked. And that just has to stop. So very, very good. Thank you for answering that. We got some feedback on that. Um, so now we're going to look also at... Um, green infrastructure. Are there any efforts to ensure that there is going to be green infrastructure embedded throughout this project? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. Uh, part of our grant application and, and part of the build application process was to focus on green infrastructure. 
We're looking right now, Fifth Avenue's in design. We've been talking about some of the enhancements we can do on Fifth Avenue. We're talking about bio-retention basins along Fifth Avenue. I think we're looking at four there. We're talking also about some permeable pavements uh, as part of the uh, walking paths. So that's certainly been looked at and going to be added to the project as we move forward. I've had conversations with Chuck Sasho, the city engineer, and he is looking into, like uh, Jim said, permeable pavements and other forms of uh, green infrastructure. That's also been a topic all throughout the Bill Grant's planning. So, Okay. So now coming together as a group was huge in obtaining this grant. I know you said two and a half years. Is that right? Correct. So... Um, how is it how important is it for this not just to be the it that we stop at what else needs to be done so that we're looking 10 years 20 years ahead what does that picture look like what is it that each of you three at your entities need to be doing thinking and working on now uh to start looking that far ahead i would say from a political standpoint I think it's going to take a combined effort. I think we have to get out of the mindset that it's, uh, it's just Youngstown alone or just this one entity alone, and we have to enter the mindset that it's an entire valley, an entire community together. So the suburbs can't be separate from the city. The city can't then be separate from any other entity. Mahoney County can't be separate from Trumbull County. We all need to understand that we all need each other to advance and continue to move forward as a community. And um, I think until that happens, you're always going to see a push and pull and push and pull instead of the whole community coming up together as one. You know, it's interesting. Over the three years, our, our key project partners, we worked, and particularly in what, Jim, the last year and a half, mm -hmm. we met every week um, pushing things along. And we got the no on the, the Tiger 1, the no on Tiger 2. We just sat down a week later. We never fought or argued. We were shoulder to shoulder the whole time. And I think that will be key going forward. What's the next path? What's the next project? What's the next iteration? How do we move out of downtown? Um, one of the things I think, you know, one of the things that's always on my mind is, okay, where can we get some more money? And I th I'll tell you, quite frankly, U.S. DOT, I, I, I think this was probably, in their view, one of the best project proposals. Mayor Brown, we went, we went to D.C. For the, award, for the announcement ceremony. Mayor Brown was the only person from outside Washington who was invited to speak. That was huge, and, and, and he, he, was, he was brilliant. And I, I, I think there's probably the potential for more build money uh, in the future. I'm certainly not inclined to say, well, we got the build money, let's get it done and move on to something else. I think it, 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 it can uh, set the stage for perhaps taking the footprint we've got, moving it further out. We're already talking, there's already some conversation about the, uh, the 422 quarter. You know, we operate a Warren Express into, uh, into Warren. We, are, we have a strong regional connector there. And, um, uh, you know, I think that's something that we can leverage, that we can build on, that the communities can build on. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll build on that comment, too. Uh, I thought it was unique. Uh, we did get to know each other very well. We laugh when we don't see each other in a week now because you're so used to it. 
we have some extra office space. I told Charlie and I told Mike and some of the other players, I said, well, why don't you come here and just set up because you're here so much at Eastgate. <laughs> and, and, and it's a joke, but it's the truth. And uh, what, we, what we really think, and, and it was brought up by uh, many of the legislators we talked to, Senator Portman, Congressman Ryan, but then when we even went to the USDOT, we were down there three different times, and each time they told us, you guys really do epitomize what the build was, better utilizing infrastructure, leveraging development. You know, what you were looking for from a small urban core, cities to be able to revitalize. Um, and they talked about the partnerships, and they said it's unique that we came in and we all had the same idea and we're all on the same page. You know, and the chamber was involved with us, and the chamber uh, uh, came with us to Washington, D.C., and, and stood there in one unified voice as we talked from the city of Youngstown to the region of Mahoney Valley, uh, which is very important. And when I look at where we go now, and we, we did say that, you know, once we got the grant, we celebrated, we high-fived. The next day it hit us, now how do we implement this stuff and the really work begins. But in part of those discussions, we said, now where are we going next? And we also tease each other. We're also, all of us are kind of taking stabs and looking, where's our other money? Because, you know, we don't want to just end it. You know, we got $11 million, but I think what's also important to recognize is we have another 11 that we have an in-kind cash donations or contributions to the project through other funding sources. So we're going to dump $22 million on the area. And we're still looking. Is there, is there additional money we can get to go out farther, east, west, north, or south? You know, and it, when Charlie references, the, we talked about the 422 corridor. We talked about getting into Warren. You know, part of our plan is when we talk it, as a metropolitan planning organization, we're being very active with the Mahoning River and getting the dams out of the river so we can develop the river. You know, we focused, and I'm going to get off a little bit of tangent. i got to put a plug in for the river. You know, we got one dam coming out of the river out of the nine. The other one's going to deconstruction, I call it. Uh, in the summer, and then the next six, we think we're going to be able to group together and get those in the next year. So we're really looking at eight and nine dams out of the river and open that up for economic development. And we're studying right now at Eastgate, we hired a consultant to study those pockets and where's the best place to center that attention on. But when I get now, I got to bring that back is when we talk about the Mahoning River, I'm also talking to YSU, what we're doing there. I'm talking to the city of Youngstown, I'm talking to the city of Warren, I'm talking to the chamber. And again, the most important thing is a unified response. So when we even take this a step further and talk about economic development, we've, we've, I'm working with the Chamber and the Port Authority now. We have a consultant from the outside coming in, analyzing what we do as a region and getting us all working better together. I'm not saying nobody's not working, but I don't think we're sharing information, and I think our, we don't know what our lanes are. Some people might be crossing over, and there's some things that's duplicated, and there's other things that aren't getting done or shared. So I think if we can turn around, and, and the entities I mentioned, and when I take that a little bit farther, and I talk about Vedvec, I talk about Ken Trumbull, and I talk about YSU, the next round of players with us on economic development, it's getting that unified message out what we're trying to do next and where we're trying to go. And I feel we have that, and this, this build grant allowed us to capitalize on that synergy. To your point, Jim, I think the only thing that's actually missing in all this synergy is the actual voices from the city of Youngstown itself. We have a lot of stakeholder voices. We have a lot of businessmen, a lot of entities that are involved in the planning, but the key thing we're missing is this community, a lot of Youngstown's community. I'm talking about the actual city of Youngstown being able to be involved in the planning of its own city, and I think that's the key component that's actually missing in everything that we're doing. Um, even when it comes to myself, there's, there's been times in the plannings where I myself have been left out and all of this is within the first ward of Youngstown. And me being the representative of the first ward of Youngstown, it's, it was almost like it's automatic that I should be there to represent the people that I represent that voted for me. But 
there's been times where I've had to remind people, hey, don't forget about me. Don't forget about to, about to include me. And that's because I have a whole residence that's on my back saying, hey, what is this? What's happening? What's happening? And if I can't answer those questions, it makes me look bad. Then it makes the whole project look bad. So moving forward, I would say the message to all of you guys and the message to Youngstown, period, is whenever there's something coming down the pipe, whenever there's some type of planning going on, we all need to be there to put our input in. We can't wait till the project is actually done to then show up and say, hey, this is a good thing when you had no actual input in the first place. Yeah, and I guess uh, to extend on that, I would, I would uh, tell people, don't wait to be asked. Walk in the door. Walk in the room. Pick up the phone. Um, I think voices are more important than emails, you know, but, but that's a very, very good point. And what, 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 what I'm taking from that is that, that we'll have to be proactive about that and create those, create those opportunities for residents to know that it's okay to come in the door and ask questions, uh, tell us what they think, what they think we ought to be doing, so on and so forth. Yeah. So these are all really good points. So I always go back to my word, which is intentional. Um, and uh, so how can we, moving forward, be intentional in making sure that people across the board feel as if their voices are represented as we move forward with this project? Um, so and then with that, who, Julius, who from do you feel we're missing? Like what, what... Um, is it block watches? Is it who? It, what? Who from? Like, what groups do you feel we're missing? Well, I, I can say this honestly: if it hadn't been for certain people within the bill grant process, I wouldn't have been included in any of this. There was always a person like, "Hey, Julius, I think you need to be there for this," or "Hey, I think you need to show up for this." Uh, even when it comes to the trips to Washington, it was, "Hey, Julius, you need to be on this flight," or "You need to be. You need to get there." But the actual build planning itself, I wasn't included in the emails, I wasn't included in the, the invites, the, the, the parties, the celebrate, and it's because I represent the people of Youngstown and I will fight for them tooth and nail. I, I will fight as hard as I can to make sure that we are actually represented in everything that goes on, and I think because of that sometimes I get left out of things because it's like this guy has too strong of a voice. You know what I mean? We can't have all that public input in this meeting. Um, so I think the people that were actually missing from the whole process was the actual city of Youngstown. I, I mean, the, the citizens of the city, the Youngstown, the real Youngstown, I mean, which is a diverse place. It, I mean, in my ward, it's very diverse. I have to deal with residents and business. I have to deal with multiple different races, multiple different classes. But it seems like when it came to the residential side of things, the actual community of Youngstown itself was missing, and it is missing from a lot of the planning that goes on in Youngstown. So to be proactive in the future, I think sometimes you need to not only invite, but you need to let people know that they're, they are welcome, like Charles said. You, but sometimes you have to actually go to where they are and sure. say, hey, this is what's going on. This is, there's a meeting on this day at this place. We need you to show up because we need your input because this can't be stakeholder-driven stakeholder um, only. And I think tonight is a great way for this conversation to definitely get started. Um, and moving forward in the future, um, I guess, not I guess, but I know that's something that, we, that 
again, being intentional about making sure all parties are feeling, feeling represented. Um, but what I also want to make sure that we touch on is, um, is to start, not to stop, stop here in this process, right? Not to stop with these conversations and with these opportunities to express our opinions and our thoughts, um, but to also be able to, to continue on. So w when is the next meeting? I guess you would like to say. Sure. <laughs> Let me try to, uh, again, um, c a couple things uh, with that process. Now, we have to work internally um, and try to figure out how we're going to implement the project. That's, mm -hmm. There's a lot going to happen in a few short years. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that is we've been meeting on uh, with the project team on Thursdays. We established a Thursday morning meeting at 8 o'clock with the team, which included all the partners, City of Youngstown, the council people, uh, WRTA, uh, Mercy Health, uh, the university, um, and then we turned around. Actually, now we build our project team out where we have ODOT coming to our meetings now and the Drive Ohio groups coming to our meetings. And I think it's important what we did with that is just to have that weekly meeting as a placeholder on your calendar. If you can't be there, we call in. Uh, but on, on a side note, then we develop side committees or subcommittees on how we're going to implement, like, the landscaping and who we're going to involve. Uh, those are all just in development right now. We have a Drive Ohio uh, committee. We have a technology committee. We have a future funding committee. And probably one of the most important from what I'm hearing tonight is a public outreach committee. They'll turn around and get the message out a little bit further. Uh, once we kind of really get our map out of how we're going to take this and move this forward, uh, we wanted to start setting up monthly stakeholder or public meetings and invite the public to come out. Uh, we're not going to make any of those decisions until we get to that point, but I think you have to realize when you have a project that's, again, $22 million, there's a lot of work that needs to be done up front. I mean, we're, to be honest with you, we're still trying to figure out how we're going to get the money from the federal government to Youngstown, Ohio, and, and then how do we just disperse it, especially with the, with the government, partial government shutdown right now that's kind of making us limp a little bit and push some things out. But uh, we're, being, uh, we're just using the minds that we have right now to kind of implement a strategy. Then we want to roll that strategy out either at the end of this month or at the beginning of next month for everybody to see and kind of put, paint a timeline on how we still feel we can deliver this project. I'm still confident that we can spend the year planning and developing it, and then we put shovels in the ground in the spring of 2020 uh, and hopefully uh, have Fifth Avenue done in, in some of the city streets, and then by the end of 21 be done and have the ability to run those autonomous shuttles uh, back and forth. I would tell you there, there's more planning than we even imagine just on the shuttle routes alone and some of the technology and some of the things they're bringing up where the shuttles aren't supposed to make left-hand turns, where they're supposed to do this. So there's, there's just a, a ton of information we need to gather, uh, analyze, and develop, and then we want to roll out what we feel is our strategy as we move forward first in the month of February. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for your this time. We are at the half-hour break, and the mic is open for questions, not statements. Well, I did want to start off just thank Julius. I really agree with the transparency. I am one of those young professionals that left Youngstown and came back to the area. Uh, left the area because uh, of, you know, manufacturing necessarily isn't the focus for a lot of young people. So that brings me to my question. Uh, there was a lack of blockchain uh, mentioned today. And how are we going to train tomorrow's generation for jobs more than manufacturing, for jobs that will truly sustain Youngstown more than relying on government money, but allowing businesses that are going to come in here and be 20-year leaders in their field? Um, I think there's a lot of uh, skilled trades 
collaboration going on within the university right now. I know they have a, 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 um, a reach out to like all of the different skills trades, whether it's electricians or pipe fitters or what have you, carpenters. Um, I know that's been going on. I talked to President Trussell about that. But recently, what we've done with the new companies that have come into Youngstown is if they're getting a tax abatement, what we've done is they basically have to do or have a component particularly one company in particular, have a component of on-the-job training. So if you haven't gone to school or you don't know a skilled trade already, then this manufacturing plant will come in and they will train you on the job, kind of like it used to be back in the day. You used to be able to go out and get out of high school, go right into a job, get on-the-job training. That got to be too expensive for companies, so they went the way of grabbing people out of trade schools or different you know, places, what have you. But now they're going back to the point where they're going to do on-the-job training. And for the last tax abatement we did, that was actually a requirement that we put in there. So I see that CMO or a large tech company not wanting to try to bring them here. What are their issues? Not have enough technical engineers to be able to sustain the business here in the area. All of that's great when it comes to manufacturing. So I'm just wondering what we're going to do with all these coders here, engineers, the technologies, the future. We all heard everyone up here talking about it. How are we going to ensure that these people are here staying here and working at a job they're going to create tomorrow? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on that. I think our office, I know our office works uh, with the chamber. We have an arm that works on workforce development and, and training and seeing what those jobs are in the future. We work with Cleveland State University, some with the Ohio University. There's impl- implementation. of some of their plans that they threw out there to follow on being able to make sure that training of these people in this area are available for that. I think the Innovation Center, as it comes, will help. I think when you see the Drive Ohio talks about landing some type of research and development at YSU helps us. I think if you hear the Chill Camp plan talking about a technology you know, it's all that got to be tied, but again, you're exactly right. We better be able to sustain and, and deliver a workforce to develop that. And those studies are underway, and those recommendations are underway, too. Hey, thank you guys for your work. Yeah, thank you. Yes, I already talked to Mr. Nelson about this before the program, but for uh, Councilman Oliver and Mr. Kinnick, do you think these new developments will make Youngstown a more attractive place for people who have just come to this country who may want to resettle here and start a business? Oh, absolutely. I think it will. I think with with anything, a lot of the things that go on in Youngstown have to do with basically people leaving, I think, because of the, the housing stock being too old. So I think once all this resurgence of economic development happens in Youngstown and people come in and start investing in Youngstown, you'll see the city start to be built up to a point where anybody will want to come in at Youngstown and make it their home and want to thrive here. All right. Thank you um, for participating in the um, forum. Uh, my name is Joseph Napier. I'm a Youngstown resident. resident. Um, just looking at the bill grant and the process of it, it looks very long and it's going to take a lot of time to implement, but as far as like the evaluation process, what are some examples or some snapshot, some snapshots that are like really show that this was implemented successfully? So that's my question. Well, I guess um, it's a very involved grant, and, and it's it's a very complicated uh, when it comes to the amount of roads we're trying to touch. But when it comes to just from an engineering standpoint and a, and a construction standpoint, it's it's pretty basic and shouldn't be much to take and implement once we get the plans drawn. Uh, so that's what we feel we can push it a little bit quicker uh, through the system that way. Again, when we talk about what we try to do here, we, use, we try to follow what some uh, successful cities about the size of Youngstown have implemented. Uh, we have a, 
annual meeting here at the end of March where we actually have the city of Finley coming up and talk about their economic development. And they're where I believe, and you know, I, I want to say we want to be in a couple of years. They're vibrant. Their downtown's alive with the restaurants. And we're on our way here uh, with the entertainment district, with the recreation district. They're close to the university. They have the proper housing. They have apartments downtown. So we fall not only just Finley, but we fall out again. We call them smaller legacy cities, very similar to what we did uh, the city of Hamilton, which is just north of uh, Cincinnati, same type of footprint we try to follow when we talk about what we're trying to do in this area. Uh, and again, back to the grant, it's complicated to get easier to deliver, I think, once we get our footing underneath us. Hi, um, my name's Emily Schaff, and I've got a couple of just very basic layman questions. Um, one is, I read the article, I can't remember if it was the Vindicator or Youngstown um, Business Journal, and there was a map of the corridor, but it was very um, general, and I wanted to, I couldn't tell how far north it's coming, how far south, and what exactly are you doing, and how are you taught, what are you hitting what are you changing that's, like, essentially what is there now? Fifth Avenue, if it's, it's just unclear. Do you have any literature to show us maps and plans? If you go to, uh, and I could, I could give you the uh, website. Our, our website uh, has the full narrative of our grant application. It goes in detail explaining exactly what we're doing. It's 30-some pages long. Uh, it's eastgatecog.org is our website. And you can find the map, and you can find the full narrative. Uh, but I'll try to help you out a little bit. I, I know the maps are tough uh, if you haven't seen them before. But we're really taking Fifth Avenue where it is six lanes right now and bringing it down to three lanes, one where, in each direction. Where are you, where from Federal Street okay. from Federal Street up uh, through Madison Avenue Expressway. Actually, we want, I'll say Madison Avenue Expressway is where we're calling it. It's called a road diet. When you had six lanes of roads, the city was 165,000 people. The city, 60, 65,000 people. You don't need that much capacity. Uh, right. So we're shrinking the city. Part, or shrinking the road. Part of that road diet initiative, because now YSU has students living on the other side of Fifth, and we're having problems getting them across traffic. Uh, we don't need all that capacity, so we're going to go one lane each direction, turn lanes. Uh, we want to enhance that corridor. We're going to put the big 14-foot wall to use paths on either side. We're going to put the street lighting up and down, a boulevard effect with the medians down the middle with trees, and make it, I tell that technical term, a pretty street. So up to about So it's going to go to Madison Avenue, Avenue Expressway. And the shuttle we're going to run will come from downtown Youngstown up Fifth Avenue over Cross Madison Avenue Expressway over Park, and it'll get to the hospital. Now, that's what we want to be able to do, that connection to the hospital. They'll have stops along the way at YSU, stops in downtown Youngstown. We're also talking about circulating downtown Youngstown, which would be over Commerce, down Walnut, up front, and then back up Fifth Avenue. We don't know how big of a loop we can make. If we have to keep that as two shuttles, that's kind of being worked out when we talk about the Sorry route. But all these streets, even the ones, the Front Street and the Commerce Street in downtown Youngstown are five lanes. There'll be one lane in each direction with a turn lane down the middle. And again, all those enhancements that come with it. Will you be changing, say, Wick Park? I mean, that area no. is, okay. No, it, it, we're talking about, we're trying, there, there's, there's some consideration to get into Wick Park. Uh, we have to see how much we can sprawl, they call it the Scope Creek how far we can go uh, when we see how much money we're spending. But Wick Park is a consideration trying to continue that access. Well, I think that was pretty much my question. I came here to find out, I know you're spending $22 million, something or other about Fifth Avenue, something about an autonomous shuttle. But, I mean, 
I, was, I, I didn't hear anything today until she just asked her question and you answered about what exactly you're doing the $22 million for. So talk about the autonomous shuttle, if you will, because I now get a much better sense. What, why an autonomous shuttle? What's the advantage of an autonomous shuttle? Well, you know, tell, tell us about what, why that is beneficial to getting people to work at the chill plant and having to do with getting better diversity in employment. I heard a lot of issues raised, but I'm not sure if I understand how this solution has anything to do with those problems. Well, I'll, I'll tackle that again. Uh, the, it, it, could this be done with a transit circulator and a bus? For sure. Uh, the advantage of being with the innovation and moving towards autonomous vehicles puts us on the forefront of the cities in, in the state of Ohio. Like I mentioned, uh, Columbus is running, and that's where we're going. Are we going to have autonomous vehicles, me and you driving autonomous vehicles in the next couple of years? I doubt it very much, but we're introducing the technology to this area. We're trying to build on that tech block, which is YBI in America makes. And now we add this to our tech block where we're running high-end technology when it goes when you look at other cities, which would invite more people to come here and to continue to establish those technical jobs in a tech block and build that tech block. Uh, but again, this was all about connecting and it started, and the, the main purpose of this project was initially to connect the city with the university, with, the, uh, with Mercy Health, and then have a second shuttle run right along Rand Avenue to connect to that research center at the Chill Camp plant. And at the end, the advantage of going when you go to the autonomous vehicle was to introduce that technology, put Youngstown on the map for that technology, and invite more future development for, with that technology to this area. The other, the other thing I think we'll find with the autonomous shuttle... Um, is that, that there will be a certainty and, and dependability to the way those shuttles run. You know, if they're running every 15 minutes, you can almost be certain that it will be every 15 minutes. They will be timed very carefully. The technology, I'm just anxious to get into it because uh, there is going to be no technology embedded in the pavement, for example, that is the guide for the route. It's all triangulation off of fixed points from cameras that are mounted on the vehicles that, uh, you know, the Drive Ohio will introduce us to companies that, that provide that very service. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, we're, we're very excited about getting into it. Um, the, other, the other area where it's a little bit further out because you've got to, you've, you've got to prescribe routes with, with, with the technology and then add routes. But I'm, I'm just thinking, I was, you know, when we're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, on a Friday evening or a Saturday evening, people are on Federal Street having dinner or over at the Doubletree having dinner. And, and if, we, if, if we had six or eight autonomous shuttles 10 years from now and running shuttle service down to the amphitheater, down to the Cavelli Center, I think that would be change the entertainment face of downtown as, as a for instance. I agree with what they say, but I just think there's a certain cool factor to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You bet. You bet. <laughs> we have it and you don't. <laughs> you bet. But, you know, and again, to, to be contacted by somebody from Fort Lauderdale, uh, Seattle, Washington, and Detroit, Michigan, three are ready. They want to come to Youngstown, see our route. They want us to use their shuttle. You know, I, you know what I want? I want them to locate here. Uh, you know, if you're talking about Seattle, Washington, give us a building here and produce your shuttle here, study it here, and continue to grow. So I don't think you can under, overemphasize the attention 
that this just brings to our city. I've been in Columbus numerous times for talks. I'm on the governor's board for Drive Ohio. Uh, when they talk about autonomous vehicles, in, in Ohio is one of the forerunners of the states developing this technology and pushing it. Let's not run from it. Let's embrace it. Let's be part of it. Uh, and when they talk about the places in Ohio that's going to have it, they say Columbus, Columbus, and they talk about Youngstown. They're not saying Columbus and Cincinnati, Columbus and Cleveland. They're saying Columbus and Youngstown. Everybody in the room looks over at me, and I'm just standing in the corner. You know, that's just cool. And if we can turn around and get more attention, more people coming here, again, capture that synergy, capture that work ethic or that environment that they could bring here, and we can run with that. Yeah, I think it's very significant. The governor last spring created this initiative and basically instructed the staff, uh, we need to have, Ohio needs to be in the forefront. And I think it's really, really significant that the Drive Ohio folks came up to Youngstown. They went to other cities. They went to Akron. They went to, they went to Canton. They went to Toledo. They went here and there. They decided that Youngstown should be number two. I have a question about the focus of this activity with the $22 million. I think the focus has to be on Youngstown. And when I hear a deplorable statistic like not one Youngstown resident has ever been gotten given a job to a business that has a tax abatement, that, that just is unspeakable. Now, I think that we have to focus on Youngstown residents, and I think the Youngstown residents should have top priority about job training and re, uh, preparing for the jobs that will exist here. Uh, so I, I think that Youngstown has to be the focus, and I'm all for beautifying Youngstown. A lot of things have happened that look really nice. Second question. Technology is a word that has been used here about 30 times so far tonight. I don't know what technology you're talking about, so I'd like you to talk about specific technological advancements that are going to improve the lives of Youngstown, Ohio citizens. Well, I'll start with the uh, whole Tax Incentive Review Council. Um, basically, City Hall understands, and a lot of these companies understand that I'm dead set on Youngstown residents getting jobs, whether it be new jobs or currently existing jobs, or I'm going to take away their tax abatements. So I'm definitely dead set on everything in and around Youngstown benefiting the, the, the residents of Youngstown. And how can we support that? Uh, basically, I'm a council person, but if I'm a council person that has 500, 1,000, or 10,000 people behind me, it, it makes it that much stronger. So the more people come to city council meetings, the more people call into the mayor's office, the more people that get actually involved in city government, uh, you can't just take the slate card that you're given on election day and when they say just vote for these people, because sometimes those people are the people that are keeping things the way they are in Youngstown. So you got to be able to just think for yourself, get involved in the voter process. Thank you. And can you tell us about technology? I'm going to let Jim. I'll, I'll take that one. <laughs> the, the technology they're talking about, again, for this autonomous vehicle, is what they do is they find their route, they survey their route, all that gets downloaded in a computer, and they get the computers on board with the vehicle. So the vehicle understands where the curb's at, where the stop lines are. It understands that it's 100 feet to the next light. Uh, and then it, 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 it can read the road. It knows everything that's on the road. Now, then the the... Shuttle is equipped with cameras 
around the whole shuttle that takes pictures and grabs for the unexpected things you can't program for, like somebody running in front of it to stop it, somebody you know uh, running a red light, or a car being parked in a no parking zone, and then it makes the adjustment for that stuff. So well, that's the technology this shuttle is going to bring. We're going to be able to ride by itself. It knows the road. It knows exactly where to go. And I had an opportunity. The first, the one they had in Columbus, the first one in the state, they just, uh, the inaugural uh, shuttle loop was just December 10th. So we're not even that far even behind Columbus. Uh, what was pretty cool is it was about a mile and a half loop. And we crossed Broad Street. It was five lanes. We got the other side. Actually, somebody ran in front of us. And it stopped right there. It better stop right there. Um, you know, I actually you thought it was a plant, but it wasn't. It was just cool to see it. It recognized everything, and that's the technology it brings. So when they look at where you're going for the future, they say nobody's going to be driving cars. Everybody's going to get in these shuttles. You know, I can't forecast where they're going, how they're going to get there, but I'm telling you it's coming, and we want to be ready for it, and we want to be one of the leaders with it. All right, one thing. Sure. You focused on technology. I see a lot of empty buses driving around, and I see a lot of people standing in forlorn places waiting for a bus to pick up, pick them up. Let's get to the human side of it. I think that people standing out in the cold, just beside the road, with no marker on it, I think there has to be something to make the life of the bus riders a little more pleasant. It doesn't look pleasant to me at all. You're, you're absolutely right, and I will, I will tell you, we are in, in the process of doing a comprehensive review of our fixed route service. We've added technology so that with a smartphone, anybody with a smartphone can walk to a corner and know when a bus will be arriving. Um, we're, we're also looking at where our buses operate where where have you seen a bus stop sign in Youngstown? You don't. You haven't. No. By June, by June, we will have bus stop signs across the system, and we will have each sign coded so somebody with a smartphone can stand there, send a text message, and know exactly when the next bus is arriving. Um, I've worked in other communities, and people who are reasonably close to a bus stop will sit in their home or apartment and send that text and not have to get out too long and stand too long. We're also going to be looking at putting more bus shelters around the system as well. So we're, we're working at that. As a matter of fact, uh, we're, we're, we're going to have a number of community forums. It was advertised, not advertised, but it was in, in the Vindicator uh, a few days ago. So we are very serious about that, and, and those are very fair comments. Hello, gentlemen. My name is Joseph Bleacher. I am a uh, Youngstown resident as well as a local business owner. Um, thank you very much. What a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, program you're putting together. Um, I've, I've been out of the United States for 23 years. Um, I've just moved back five years ago. And what what an amazing Synergy, you, you use that terminology, um, <clears throat> with the development of YSU, with the Doubletree, with this project here, you could just feel the vibrance and the growth of the city. So to uh, develop on Camilla's question about, you know, how do you see the growth of Youngstown in the next 10, 20 years? How is it going to change our skyline here in Youngstown? 
Well, I'll, I'll touch on that. It, I think we just continue where we're going, but we try to amp it up with all this technology that we're bringing. Again, the attention is the, that I keep saying that we're creating for the area, and then when we get people to come to this area, it's something that the place that they want to relocate their business and they want to stay here. I, and I think it's important, again, to have the restaurants that we have here. It's important to have the empathy. It's important to have the Cavelli Center. It's important to have, have that connection to Mill Creek Park that connection to the hospital, the connection to the university. So all that builds on the model we're trying to continue to enhance. You know, it was interesting We had when we had Drive Ohio up here two weeks ago, right after the holiday, we were here on a Thursday night. We had dinner. We walked up Federal Street. There was, there was people everywhere, and the, and the bars and restaurants were full, and, and those guys even commented on that. They're from Columbus. They said, this is perfect. This is what we're trying to do. So, we're, again, we want everything. If we start putting all those pieces in place, we think it will help us continue to grow the economy and attract more businesses and retain the young people here for those businesses. You know, another, another piece of it as I think about that, because that's a very good question, there are probably a number of very capable, very creative people in this community who are different groups, different companies, different organizations, that I would hope see the synergy that this project is creating and, and realize, and we started three years ago, we didn't know where the hell we were going to wind up. We lost twice, third time's a charm, as, you know, as the Vindicator said, but we kept at it, kept at it, kept at it, and I would hope other groups will take the lesson from that and say, let's get working on whatever it is they would like to work on. We may not know what those things are, but, but there are, I, I've got to believe there are a number of things uh, a number of, of people that can really bring significant things to the fore in the future. I think along with the bill grant and the economic development that is going to bring, I think changing the mindset of Youngstown and the way we look at each other, the way we feel about each other, the way we feel about our community, and projecting that outwards is also going to bring more people in. Um, I'm crazy enough to think that a Google will come here, that a Uber will come here, that one of these large companies, you know, rather than locating in PA or Columbus, would come to Youngstown. But I think it's all going to be the way we start to market ourselves, the way we start to talk about ourselves and each other. Um, and I think the media is going to play a big role in that. I think uh, along with all the changes that we're doing, if we don't demand to start seeing something different on the news, the news that other people was watching about our community... There's plenty of great things going on. I think we should just demand that the news start reporting it. You bet. You bet. Good. Councilman, you've talked uh, repeatedly uh, about giving the people of Youngstown access to this project, the planning thereof, the benefits to be derived therefrom, and the jobs to be derived therefrom. And my question uh, ties in directly with that. Will all of the autonomous shuttles serving downtown YSU, Mercy Health, and the Chilcan plant leave from WRTA's existing federal station hub for bus departures? And if not, why not? They would. WRTA, the, the, the transit hub is the southern end of the Fifth Avenue project. And uh, people get into get on any bus to get into downtown Youngstown, get off that bus, get on an autonomous shuttle, uh, and get where they need to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to that. You, you, you know, part of our, our reason for the grant and the reason when we even started before the autonomous shuttle, the transit circulator, 
again, uh, WRTA has the ability to bring people from northern Trumbull County downtown as people to grab the people from southern Mahoney County downtown. But in, in those people, especially when it talks about health care needs and getting those people up to the hospital, we're going to improve that ability to get them up to the hospital. I certainly can't do any justice to the statistics that the gentleman and the, the doctors from Mercy Health will tell you about the number one you know, trauma center uh, in the area between Cleveland and Pittsburgh and being able to get those people serviced in the Cancer Research and Cancer Center and, and, and go on and on. But, it's, but you know, the, it, when I, I don't want to underemphasize the attempt to connect people with this uh, downtown, with then to the hospital, with then to the university, with then to Eastern Gateway. So, again, we're bringing them to the hub and then being able to disperse them much quicker to where they need to be. Uh, I have a million, but I'll just limit it to <laughs> um, one just rose, which is, can you add grocery stores, affordable grocery stores to the places these, the, the things would stop at? Affordable, not, not the giant eagles, but yeah. the ones that people can afford. Um, I think first we've got to get some grocery stores. There are, a few, there are a few others, though, but I mean, if that, I think if you're talking about getting people to be able to get around town the places they need to get to... Oh, my God. I, I, Food. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, oh, yeah. The city planners are talking about that. And that, that the Trump, they're trying to attract that down here, too. That needs been recognized, and we're looking into that, too. I think I can speak to that a little bit myself, Chris, a member of the steering committee. I'm on the mayor's uh, food policy committee, and that's one of the things that we're focusing on right now is trying to get a grocery store to the downtown area. Thank you for the, the great questions that we had on tonight. You gentlemen did excellent. Um, and now it is time for dismissal. Thank you for joining us at Views and Brews for the City Club of Mahoney Valley. Gentlemen, do you have anything else you would like to say or add to it before we what, go forward? What, just, is, is Mike Ripko still here? Oh, he left. Mike Ripko from the university. YSU was here. He was one of our key partners. And how about Frank Beck? Is Frank still here? He got tired of listening to us. <laughs> anyway, Frank is with, with Mercy Health, uh, another strong partner through all of this. So, yeah. I just comment, thank everybody for having us and, and appreciate the time to try to further explain uh, what we're trying to do here in, in a method to our madness. You know, and we're open to suggestions. I don't ever want to imply that you know, we're, we're not on this alone. We're in this together. And anything anybody ever has to add, we're easy to be reached, especially from our website. Uh, we, we keep it updated. Uh, we plan to turn around and almost want to say that's going to be live. We're going to update it with meeting minutes, meeting plans, conceptual drawings. And, and we continue to move forward and involve more of the community and, and, and drive this home and, and really make a difference in this area. So I appreciate the opportunity tonight. just want to thank everybody for coming out. Thanks for listening to us. Um, and I just think at the same time we're building infrastructure in the city, we need to start building ourselves as a community. So remember, yeah. this is the city of you, and it is what you make it. Keep us honest. <laughs>